Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast Show. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. We hear the word deliverance thrown around, and maybe we haven't even heard of it at all. Some of us might be scared of it, or maybe we talk about it too much. Or some of us may have heard doctrine that Christians can't be demonized. So we just ignore it and we don't talk about it. But what is deliverance and do we actually need to know about it? In this episode, I'm going to give some basic deliverance teaching. So it's like deliverance 101, tips and prayers. I'll end with prayers at the end. When you turn a light on in a dark room, there isn't room for darkness. So there's no room for darkness when the light is there, which is Jesus, which is us. We need to understand deliverance and the power of how demons can impact us so that we aren't in the dark of what the enemy tries to do, trying to twist things. It's not weird. Deliverance is getting rid of these lies that we believe that experiences we've had that have caused us to believe lies and and shift it to us believing the truth of how loved we are. It's the refining process of becoming more like Jesus and less like our flesh. More importantly, instead of focusing on demons, is really spending time with our maker, Jesus Christ. But if we are in the dark about the enemy, we can stay in the dark and the enemy can have influence. I want you to be encouraged in this episode as your authority is going to increase. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My last two guests have really led up to this episode. Angela Greening is a powerful general in the faith, and she shared her testimony of being a prostitute, being abused, being bullied, and really just growing up feeling like she was nothing. And now she's been in ministry for 43 years, and she's written a lot of books on deliverance and healing. I'm going to be referencing one of her books here in this episode. Make sure to go check that out. And Reverend Michael Brown. I interviewed him in an episode, and she's, he's kind of a secret agent, a very powerful man in the spirit, but he really just talks about how sweet it is that he just talks to Jesus all the time, and that's really what I get from him. He is extremely smart, so sometimes his intelligence is just over my head, but it, he's the kind of person that you want to learn from. He's an extremely humble man, so make sure to check out his episode as well. And this Thursday, I'm going to have an amazing guest, Adele Vray from South Africa. She shares her story of coming out of Satanism and becoming a Christian. And if you have seen the testimony of Rian Zwigler, she is also friends with him, and his, his testimony has gone all over the internet of becoming the head, or becoming a Christian from being the head of the South African Satanic Church. And so 
I'm bringing these up and talking about these topics because we can't ignore them. With what's happening in the world right now, we need to get educated and we need to understand what is darkness? Are demons real? Can we be demonized? Is this something that, you know, help me to understand this, God? Heidi Baker has quoted saying that what you love, you have authority over. And so if we continue to be afraid of and we don't love and we hate people, we're not going to be able to think like Jesus. I mean, Jesus, Jesus had his authority over everyone and loved everyone. So as I have been interviewing these amazing people, as I've been reading about this topic of deliverance, I find myself less fearful and less scared about these topics. I've actually had dreams with demons in them where I'm conquering them and I literally have no fear. I wake up and I think, I wasn't even afraid. And I'm surprised that I wasn't afraid, but because I wasn't afraid, the Lord's actually giving me more authority and he's really showing me who I am. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now into this episode. I pray, God, that you are with the listeners. I pray that the Lord is with you right now, guiding you. We just bind up all influence from the world, all the things that we're dealing with, and we just pray that we can just be present with you right now at this time, that we can get exactly what it is that we need. If there's anything that I say that is not helpful, I pray that you just let it go. And I pray for the soil of your heart to really just be open to receive some new information. And if anything is too heavy, that you can just let it go and that your spirit will get what it needs to get. So we thank you, Lord, that we are saved, that you are our Lord and our Savior, and that we believe in the gospel. And that because of that, we know that our spirit is protected. And so in this episode, I pray for our souls to become healed as we learn more about what you have to say about what the enemy does. So I pray, God, that you guide me to say exactly what it is that the listeners need. And we thank you, Lord, in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So some basics here, what I've learned about deliverance is that the definition of deliverance is the act of delivering or the condition of being delivered. In the Lord's prayer, it literally says, deliver us from evil. So it's part of being a Christian. The other definition is that it's rescue from bondage or danger. Okay, then the definition of a demon is an evil supernatural being. So if we're just kind of getting basic here. Demons are beings, but we don't see them. So what do we see with our eyes? Well, we see the sin, we see the hate, we see the lies, like I'm stupid, I'm unworthy. Those all come from a demonic influence, okay? Fighting with other people, perversion, anxiety, depression, PTSD. So what a demon does is it really subjects us, subjects you to demonic influence and to get you to believe what they think, okay? So they kind of have this, they have a job to do to make you think like them. So it gets you thinking about suicidal thoughts, gets you thinking, I want that drink or I want that drug, Thinks you, makes you think I hate that person, okay? And it gets you to think that it's you and that's just who you are. So I'm just an angry person or I just need to, a drink to get the edge off. This, These are what demons do. They get us to think like them. And what happens is, they work in the courts of heaven. I'm not an expert on this, but they basically have a legal right when we give it to them. 
So if we open up the door to a sin, we're basically saying, come on in demons, you can hang out with me. And this is why reading the Bible is so important because then we can get our mind renewed to think like Jesus, to be holy. This is why the importance of holiness isn't just to do what a pastor tells you to do because someone said you need to do this. It's really so that we have a fruitful life. We don't have afflictions from demons because we're making holy choices. We're making choices like Jesus, okay? So our mind is being renewed. We become more like Jesus and less like what the enemy wants us, okay? And so the legal right comes from, um, and I get this from Sozo. It's a type of healing, inner healing technique. And so there's four different doors where we can open the door to the enemy. And there's the door of fear. There's the door of hatred, sexual sin, and then the cult and witchcraft, okay? So there's four different doors. And in that, there's many different afflictions that can come from that. Again, this is a short episode, so I can't go into too much detail of all these things, but I wanna give you an overview so you kind of have a basic understanding of this. When we are in Christ, we actually can't be demon-possessed, but if we're in Christ and we open a door to sin, if we open a door to the enemy, then we can. So back, I think in like the 80s or 90s, they started this teaching that Christians can't be demon-possessed. And so what happened is people are kind of like, oh, great, I'm good. And they just kind of let loose and are like, grace covers me. And so then there's been an increase of sin in the church because there hasn't been this teaching about deliverance. And so we're kind of in the dark on it. And so it, it's coming more out where people are teaching on it more. And it's why I'm talking about it because I'm a mental health therapist and I see so much harm that's done from our souls and how our souls are afflicted because of sin, because of trauma. And that's really us opening the door to the enemy. So the answer is yes, if you are a Christian, you can become demon possessed because we can open the door to the enemy. But it's very simple for us to be able to close that door. And the most powerful thing that we can do is confess, repent and recognize, oh, I opened the door to the enemy. And you say, God, I'm so sorry that I did that. I repent for my sin. And it has to be genuine. See, this is the thing. You cannot just say, I confess and then sin again. It has to be a genuine work of the heart. It has to be real. It has to be authentic. And this is why vulnerability is such an important thing. And I talk about it um, in other episodes that I have, where we need to be able to be comfortable and to talk about vulnerability and really be open with things that we're feeling shame about because the enemy wants us to feel shame. God actually convicts us. Okay. The enemy condemns us. God convicts us. So the Holy Spirit will convict you of, oh crap, I shouldn't have sinned. I totally did that. God, I'm sorry. So we quickly repent. We align ourselves back with, with the way that Jesus sees us. We're forgiven. We're set free. We're in the throne room. We're not broken anymore. We're back in that place of confidence with God and we operate from that place. We don't operate from that place of the enemy and that brokenness. But if we stay in that sin, if we stay in it, we don't recognize that we, that we sinned or that we thought something wrong or that we, we didn't get healed from that trauma, we can actually stay in that place of con condemnation and shame. And so it's important for us to just recognize it and be able to ha have an active life of confection and repentance. So Satan stole the authority on earth from man, but Jesus reclaimed it with the cross. So there is actually no authority for Satan anywhere. This actually comes from us. So 
authority, the, the, Satan has no authority, okay? Where he does have it is it when we say, here you go, and we open the door to sin. This is a big deal. I'm going to just repeat this. Satan has no authority except by the choices that we make. He's looking for, the devil is looking for people to operate in, people to talk through. And so when we open the door to sin or we open the door to our trauma and we don't work on that to get it healed, then he's just, can, we can be a vessel of the devil. Okay, when we get ourselves cleansed, when we get healed, then we are a vessel for God. And we're a light. We're just, it's like the, the Holy Spirit is in us and we are a light to the world. And this comes from also from renewing our mind. And so really knowing who we are in Christ. Deliverance and healing go hand in hand. So if the Holy Spirit is bringing something to you and convicting you of something or bringing something that needs to be healed, the Lord will actually heal it. Okay. So it's, it, they go hand in hand. Okay. So it's, oh, this, this memory came, the Lord's going to heal it. I'm going to actually move from that. And this is, can happen in counseling or can happen in prayer. Deliverance is a normal part about being a follower of Christ. In Matthew 10, 8, um, Jesus says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Verse 7 is this. This is right before what I just said. And as you go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the kingdom of heaven is casting out demons, okay? Healing the sick. This is just what the kingdom is. And at the very end of the Gospel of Matthew, in 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So Jesus has given us the commission to preach the gospel, to baptize all, all of us in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, to go and preach the gospel in the nation and be disciples. We are to cast out demons. We're to raise the dead. He's given us this authority. This is who we are. We are vessels of this mighty kingdom and he's with us. So we're not doing this alone. It says that I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so let's say you are struggling and someone does cast off a demon from you and they pray for you and you get deliverance. It doesn't mean that you're good. We have to have this ongoing lifestyle of repentance, okay, and forgiveness. There's a, remember before I was saying there's a reason why demons were there in the first place, okay? We give them permission. So here is where the permission comes from. I've been kind of saying sin throughout this episode, but there also is trauma that can that where sin can come in from other people so if other people have caused trauma to you even though you did nothing wrong it opens the door of the enemy and so basically we just have to open that door close the door by forgiving that person and forgiveness is a process so if you have experienced extreme trauma and you're like oh i want to get rid of this demon i, I want to forgive them but but you're, you're saying it and you're not actually feeling it, that's okay. You, the, the Lord's grace is over you as you are walking through healing. And so just know that as you go through the layers of healing, 
the trauma that you've experienced that the Lord's going to actually be with you. But stay persistent in it. Don't give up. I think sometimes because it feels so icky and so uncomfortable, sometimes we want to avoid that. But he will be faithful to bring healing to you as long as you are seeking it. And then the other way is this trauma that we experience from things in our life, from experiences in our life that can really just hit us really hard. Um, and the, there's other r ways that, that demons can kind of open the door, but really the Holy Spirit has to uncover it for us. And the Lord will heal it. I've kind of talked about that already. Um, I kind of hesitated sharing this next part with you. Um, my friend Angela Greenig, she was the one who did the episode a couple a couple times ago where she shared her testimony and she's a power powerful deliverance minister and she writes a book called the power and authority over darkness and there's a lot in this book and I hesitated to share this just because I don't want to open up more ideas of oh this is what the enemy's doing and oh the power of the enemy and I really want to just remind you of that that you we the enemy doesn't have power okay we're we open the door to the enemy being able to have power okay so just a reminder of that as i walk through this and what i want to do is to share with you the 16 evil spirits that she identifies in her book if you talk to other people they don't use all these 16 i just think they're very helpful because you've heard some of them before and you're like oh yeah <laughs> that's affected me before and so it's just nice to have a name for it it's nice to be able to know that's what's happening to me and you can say get out god i repent for this and so it's just really useful to be able to to have this so i'm going to go through it really quickly there's 16 of them um, and i really just want you to use this as a tool to increase your authority to be able to know when the enemy is doing something in your life that you can say no i'm not going to stand for this all right, so the first one is the lying spirit. Curses, gossiping, exaggerating. The second one is spirit of bondage. So this is where like addiction is linked to this because you just can't break free. Um, the third one is the spirit of fear. This is anxiety, stress. Fourth one is the spirit of heaviness. So this is like depression. The fifth one is infirmity, sicknesses, even like colds and viruses. Um, the next one is the spirit of jealousy. The next one is the spirit of haughtiness. So this is like pride, judgmental. Um, if we go into Proverbs 16, 18, it says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And again, not all pride is bad, but it's when it's, it's all about me and I'm so great. That's where pride can be a problem. Um, the next one is the spirit of discord. So this is like disagreeable, lack of harmony, blaming. The next one is the spirit of whoredom. So unfaithful, backsliding, prostitution. Um, the next one is the seducing spirit where you're misled, persuading, there's temps, it abuses. Um, the next one's a perverse spirit. So wounded spirit, you can really get offended at other people, um, lust, sexual perversions, self-love, um, the next one, spirit of div divination, divination, and familiar spirit. So this is like witches, astrologers, magicians, um, and this is all by demonic power where genuine prophecy, okay, some people don't even believe in prophecy, but this is where Paul talks about, I hope that you all might prophesy. So prophecy is where you can actually get words from the Lord. That's by the spirit of God, okay? That is not what astrologers and magicians and witches use okay this is a 
very hostile spirit, the spirit of divination. The familiar spirit is a known personal guide, so it really feels like it's you, it feels like it's normal. So it's why we need to read the Word of God so our mind gets renewed and we no longer listen to the old familiar spirit, we're now listening to the voice of the Lord because we're reading the Word and our mind is being renewed. It's not our voice anymore. So let's say you used to always um, kind of blame your spouse or something, or if you would go to an addiction and you're, you get saved, your mind's renewed, you're reading the word, and then I'll, every once in a while you'll be like, oh gosh, and you start thinking about your spouse and you're so mad at them, and then if you're able to recognize, no, that is a familiar spirit, that is not the Lord, and you just say, no, you get out in the name of Jesus, I'm not hanging out with you anymore. Jesus, I'm sorry I hung out with that spirit for a moment. And again, you don't have to call these things spirits. I think sometimes people can over-spiritualize everything. Again, I'm just using these as names so that we can increase our authority. That's the point, is that we can be more like Jesus. Um, so just recognizing what it is and just saying, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up. Um, the next one is this Antichrist spirit. So this is very, um, um, very powerful enemy, claims authority, manipulation, can be used very much, very powerful in government. Um, the next one is the unclean spirit. So this is like insomnia, insanity, cutting and self-harm can come from this and often cancer can. Um, the, so like if you have a feel of fear of failure, like what if I don't get a job or what if I get cancer? And it can feel like what God says is impossible because it's this unclean spirit that's trying to take over your body and your mind. Um, next one is a deaf and dumb spirit, not able to talk, not able to hear. And... Um, and then the last one is this lethargy spirit. So this is like laziness, lacks integrity, withdrawals, alienates from other people. And so I just, I hope that that's helpful to kind of get all this information so you can think, yeah, that shows up for me sometimes and knowing what to do about it. As we become more like Jesus, we actually will, I don't want to say that you're going to get afflicted less or you won't get afflicted, but you're going to have increased authority to be able to know and be quickened when it shows up or when you recognize it in other people. In 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18, it says, now the, Lord, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the other. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so from this, a lot of people will say from glory to glory. And I've even added deliverance to deliverance. And so we really just move from this place of where we used to be to where God is taking us. And so we move from one glory to the next glory. And we just becoming more like Jesus. So Christians should look different from other people. And we should always be growing. And we should always be changing. There are many people that have more expertise in this topic as me. Um, I'm going to actually use some prayers at the end of this episode right now as I'm going to lead you into this from my friend Steve Dominguez. Um, he's actually on Amazon. I'd recommend his books. They're small books, but they're very practical. Um, the one I'm going to get this from is called Set Free, A Guide to Inner Healing and Deliverance. Um, somebody else that I would refer you to is Jennifer Eavaz, and she has a very powerful ministry as well, and also the same book called Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook. Um, very helpful book. Um, again, the Bible is where you need to go to first, but sometimes it's helpful to have somebody laid out for you in a way that it's like, oh, I get it. And then when you read the word and you ask Holy Spirit to highlight to you, it just really illuminates for you more of what, what these books talk about. Okay, so just to kind of summarize, to live an active life of deliverance 
is that we need to know who we are and whose we are in Christ. Okay, so our identity is the most important thing. The next thing is that you just want to have this devoted, consistent lifestyle with Christ. You want to have an active life of repentance, active life of forgiveness. You want to spend a lot of time in worship and being in the Lord's presence. You need to be in the Word. You need to be in the Bible. So as this happens, your mind is being renewed. You need to be growing. Okay, so we should be changing. We should be growing. You want to look to Jesus, not the enemy. Look to Jesus. You want to be talking to Jesus, kind of having this lifestyle of always, always talking to him and actively pray and kind of have this deliverance as be a normal thing. And so as you're walking through life and as something shows up, you can bind and loose anything that shows up and then infill with the Holy Spirit. So you can just say, I bind that lying spirit and I loose it in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, come and fill me up with your presence. Okay, I want to encourage you to get a spirit-filled counselor or even look to inner healing ministry that understands mental health. So I've talked about Sozo before. There's also HeartSync. There's another one called Restoring the Foundations and then Elijah House. Um, again, there's many more. I'm just naming a few of them. And so let's just start out before we step into prayer with aligning ourselves with God. And so we just repent. So God, we repent right now. We confess, and I want you to just say this out loud as I'm talking, as I'm saying this. We confess for opening the doors of fear, of hatred, of sexual sin, of the occult, of witchcraft, whether we knew or we didn't know. Okay, and if you have time, I want you to just pause it and just repent for anything else that you need to, anything else that you know that's showing up for yourself in your life. And then I'm going to pray. So in the name of Jesus, right now, I plead the blood of Jesus to create a wall of separation between you and all previous generations, all the way back to Adam. I remove every right of the demonic to afflict you because of any previous generation sins, but I call forth all righteous inheritance coming to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we enter your courtroom right now and we plead the blood of Jesus to nullify and void any unholy covenant, contract, or agreement in your bloodline. I remove every right for the enemy to afflict you or your family due to all any and all covenants, contracts, and agreements made by previous generations in Jesus' name. I now command any unholy spirit attached to your bloodline or to you to leave and go wherever Jesus tells you to go in Jesus' name. I command depression, anxiety, fear, hatred, and any and all afflictions off you in Jesus' name. And now I want you to say out loud, I choose to break agreement with the lie that, say, I am depressed or I am anxious or I am fearful. Just declare that you choose to break agreement with that lie. So right now, I break off any spell, any curse, incantation, or words spoke against you in Jesus' name. I declare that they will all fall powerless to the ground right now in Jesus' name. I command any spirit of rebellion to leave you now and go where Jesus tells you to go in Jesus' name. And I, convite, I command any spirits that invited 
themselves through involvement of sin to leave you now and go where Jesus tells you. Holy Spirit, come and fill them up. Fill up the listeners right now. In Luke 10, 17 through 20, it says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject, subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I declare that over you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So I declare right now that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you are free. You have a renewed mind and you think like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you all the time and just show you any afflictions that show up and you're gladly gonna know what to do because you have authority over those afflictions. You are a light and a vessel of the Holy Spirit, and your focus is on your Maker. You are an amazing child of God, moving from glory to glory. In Zechariah 4, 6, it says, It's not by my Spirit or by my power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our mighty teacher, that we can start from this place of freedom and confidence that the enemy has no power over us. Keep us free, Lord, by continuing to teach us and comfort us. Your will be done. We love you so much. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.